Have you ever thought about your rights and freedoms regarding your money and its impact by legislation from all levels of government? Welcome to the Information Edge with your host, Darren Yancey. Darren has over 40 years of experience in key sectors of the economy, and he's been knee-deep in politics for over a decade. He's going to get into detail on these sectors, the politics surrounding them, what they mean to you, and how you can protect yourself and be involved. Now, live from Texas, your host, Darren Yancey. Folks, hope you're having a wonderful Wednesday. I got to tell you, the skies are blue. They were a little gray last night. Sunshine's coming out. I'm getting you to the halfway point. We can see the weekend. My job is to get you over the hump. That way you can enjoy this week. And the wonderful thing that we call America, I'm uh, broadcasting you from one of the leading states that as this state goes, we definitely can influence America. If we sit on our fanny, we can do things the wrong way. And so uh, from the great state of Texas, I want to thank you for listening to the Information Edge podcast today. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about, uh, not a little bit, a lot about the Second Amendment. Some things are going through, but I need to do some housekeeping first because you guys are blowing up social media for me, sending me a lot of emails. So there's some topics I'm going to briefly address that we're going to be addressing in some other episodes and addressing something that's come up that, you know, you guys want a question brought a question that you would like a broadcast answer on. And I'm going to address it. First off uh, I've been seeing the internet blow up on what's happening at the ports in terms of all of the containers is the government trying to starve us out. Are they trying to shortage us um, a few few episodes ago, we had a gentleman on, uh, Bill McKelvey, and that episode is Asphalt Flu. And we, we kind of addressed the issue, but we really didn't hardcore hammer it. In two weeks, I'm going to have another gentleman in trucking, James Land, who is the executive director of the Small Business Coalition for Trucking. And we're going to be talking more trucking because, as you know, that's one of the key core topics I cover. And I want you to understand something that right now, no, the government is not trying to short you on supply. And, and I want you to understand this because right now, if they were, trust me, I'd throw them under a bus in a heartbeat, but that's not the issue, okay? The issue is really a lack of personnel at the docks, and the real issue is the lack of truckers that we have, and it, it centers around some, some laws in California, but it's not exclusive to California, and they'll get it worked through, but I want you to understand it's not a conspiracy. We will address it more in two weeks when I have James Lamb on. Um, secondly, the reconciliation bill, which has a lot of things in it that are going to come through. I will tell you right now, um, there is no way in God's green earth you're going to stop it from coming out of the House uh, where it has to be stopped, gutted, whatever is going to be in the Senate. Uh, next week, I'm going to have Matt Morris from Americans for Prosperity on, and we will specifically address that at that time because it'll probably be out of the House and on the way to the Senate, and we'll talk about what can happen at that particular time. A third topic I want to address is uh, the departure or my departure from the Friday iHeart show that I used to do with my former partner, Kurt Chase, the Automotive Edge Radio Show and Truck Talk. Um, effective September 1, that partnership ended. Um, I put a broadcast out, or not a broadcast, a notice out on social media, got a lot of inquiries, got a lot of emails, because uh, there's a, a majority of you that listen to this show um, came to us from that show. You listen to me on Wednesday because you listen to me on Friday. You kind of got in that habit. And uh, I've been getting some rather, we'll call it funny emails, a lot of stuff. Um, I'm not going to comment on the content of what Mr. Chase is doing with the show sans my uh, absence. Uh, we, we were going in separate directions. 
we tried to take it into another direction and something happened that uh, wasn't what I was told. And it kind of blew up kind of ugly, just to be tell you the truth. And that's fine. Um, I know there were topics that I covered on that show on a continual basis that I don't hit here. We don't have as much time. Um, and I, and I, I spread it out between two shows. I will tell you, don't despair. Don't let your heart be troubled. Uh, I am looking at taking this show further from the podcast that we have here. This is not going anywhere and bringing the message into an AM market, probably the Dallas Fort Worth market. Um, and I've got an offer right now that I'm trying to evaluate what's the best way to do it. Cause it's the airtime is not free and we have to look at a way to sponsor it. Uh, I will thank you for all of the inquiries of all of the positive feedback. Um, as far as the criticisms, no, I'm not going to pass that on. If you want to, you, you, you can go to that other website and do that, but please quit bombarding me <laughs> with queries as to what's happened on that Friday show. I'm no longer a part of it. I know we've had close to three years. Uh, all good things in that particular case came to an end. I didn't own that show. And so that has a lot to do with it. I won't be a part of any show from here on out that I don't have creative content directive or have ownership on so that I don't have a repeat, but I want to thank you for all of the communications I've had through social media, email, calling me y'all, y'all are just wearing me out. So let's just address it here and let's move on. Let's talk about some important things that we have right now. And we're going to be talking in some constitutional contexts. Um, of issues that are facing us in the states from the federal government. Okay. Now, in my state right now, unless you're Rumpelstiltskin and have been asleep for a while, you know we're under invasion. Uh, we're under invasion, and we're going to talk about some things on that, how it impacts us, what we can do. But I can also tell you right now, there's something that came out this past week that has a lot of conservatives in an uproar, and rightly so. Okay. Rightly so. I blogged about it. If you go to my website, informationedge.net or darrenyancy.com, guess what? Both will take you to the same site. And you go to the, this week's blog. I've got it out there, Outlaw State of Mind. And that's today's name of the show because um, right now we have a corrupt media, mainstream media, not every bit. Voice America obviously is not one of it. Uh, most of what you're going to find online are the conservative channels, for the most part, are not corrupt. But if you're talking about any of your major name brands, and I, I hate to say it, even Fox is in there now, uh, with the exception of perhaps uh, Newsmax and One American News, um, it's basically has the same worth as what comes out of your dog's rear end when they go to the bathroom. So you can't trust what you hear and you can't trust what you see in a lot of this stuff. And if you are a supporter of guns, you're being made out as uh, a domestic terrorist. Uh, some type of miscreant, some type of outcast. In other words, you're an outlaw. Okay. That's what you're being painted as in the media. But guess what? You're not an outlaw. Um, we have a very hard U.S. constitutional right, and every state pretty much backs them up with their own form of gun ratification. Now, there are some states that, you know, they, they go the other way, and then you have to decide if you want to live there or not. But the reality is, and I did a show very early on, it's 2021, and you still have the right to own a gun. Yes, you do. And in my state, we finally added the fact that we could do open carry. A lot of folks thought, well, Texas is on the leading edge of, uh, uh, edge of gun rights. We're not. We're kind of in the middle. Um, that's the government. Now, the population, eh, they're more on the edge. Uh, and right now, more on the edge than we've ever been, okay, because we're getting bombarded literally from a lot of different areas. Number one, we've got some big cities with, we've got 
folks coming through. If you'll remember in this past, in last summer, not this summer, but the year of 2020, uh, it was an Antifa member that went up to a person in Austin with an AR-15, uh, had bragged about social media. I'm going to put it in someone's face because uh, I don't think they're going to do, you know, an explicative. Did it to an off-duty uh, military personnel who capped him. He's no longer with us. So, yes, we will draw on you in the state of Texas. We will shoot you in the state of Texas. In our state, if it's posted no trespassing and you trespass, you can be shot, you can be buried, and we don't have to call anybody. Well, I think we have to call people. But bottom line is, if you trespass in the state, you, you can get shot and killed. I bring that up because right now we've got a very heavy situation going on with our border because there's all there's a lot of things that are converging right now. Okay, we have people in cartels shooting across the border at Border Patrol and ranchers. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that's an international border. When you're doing that, guess what that is? It's an act of war. Now, the Border Patrol has not been allowed to shoot back. You know who is shooting back? Ranchers. I have been on multiple calls in the last month. I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to say where they're at. And by the way, there are people that are both Democrat, Republican. They're black, white, brown, and all sorts. They're male, female. They have all different views. And I can tell you one thing that they come together on right now. They are sick of what's happening at the border. There are people that are coming onto these ranchers' properties. They're breaking into their houses. They're breaking into their barns. They're shooting their cattle. They're shooting at them. And you know what? We have a range war going on right now in Texas. Now, the ranchers are winning because they're watching for them. And there's a lot of shallow graves right now in South Texas. We are in a soft civil war. There are trigger points that can take it from a soft civil war. In other words, you do what's necessary to come through to what I call full blood bullets. And, and we don't want to go there. But we're having laws broken by our own government that are putting people in a situation. I mentioned that there was an uproar because of some activity this past week. Um, the National Defense Authorization Act, which is done, uh, I believe, every year, authorizes expenses, was basically, they put a provision in there, by the way, I say the Democrats, to put a red flag law in that particular piece of legislation to prevent any ex-military from owning or, or excuse me from having their guns confiscated if someone should enact that provision now if you're not familiar with what a red flag law is let me kind of tell you what a red flag law is this is a law where under court order a judge can authorize police or family members to temporarily remove firearms from a person deemed to be a danger to others now, you heard me right. Now, this provision of this NDAA had this in it. Okay, now, first off, a red flag law, by definition, is unconstitutional. It has not made its way to the Supreme Court yet. I don't know why. Because, first off, if someone says you're a problem, they don't have to declare themselves. In other words, if you're a gun owner and you go piss off Larry Liberal, and Larry goes to the police, well, I, I, I think Darren's going to come over here and shoot me, and I know he's got guns. You guys should go get his guns. And they come in a state that has a red flag law. 
They can get a judge to issue an order, come get your guns. You have to pay to defend yourself because you're not innocent. You're guilty at that point. And you have to pay to get your guns back. That's not constitutional. Unfortunately, it has somehow not made it to SCOTUS. We're going to talk about more on this provision in this bill and why 135 Republicans voted yes in this bill. We're going to talk about that. Right now, we're going to take a quick break, get a little iced tea, pay some bills. You're listening to the Information Edge podcast. I'm Darren Yancey. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. To reach the program today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to darren at darrenyancey.com. Now, back to the Information Edge. Okay, red flag laws. Now, apparently a lot of you did not understand what a red flag law was or that it even existed. Because right now my email is blowing up a little bit. And we got a lot of activity on social media. Yeah, it's out there. And it's been out there really since 2018. Uh, it was one of the things when the Democrats retook the House in 2018. It was something that they kind of encouraged their minions in liberal-leaning states to put these out there. And obviously, they anytime that someone has went out uh, and committed a crime in a public setting and done you know atrocious things, they paint several look there's over 100 million gun owners out there okay and we get painted in a swath of blood sin 
and why could you own this? And, and God, everything is whenever, whenever these lunatics go commit a crime. And usually they commit a crime with a stolen gun, but occasionally they slip through the system. It, it does happen. And as a, someone that carries a, a personal firearm license, although I don't need it anymore, and someone who has an FFL, I have gotten tired of hearing these people say, well, you, you can't, you know, there's all these loopholes in buying a gun. You got all these ways you can go buy a gun. Folks, if you go buy a gun from a dealer, okay, they're going to put you through what's called the e-check system, which is run through ATF with concurrent with the FBI. If you have any criminal record, if you have a record of drug abuse, if you are on parole, if you have filed bankruptcy, if you have hit someone and, uh, and either have a uh, assault or battery charge against you, whether it's your spouse or not, you cannot buy a gun. That's fact. They'll come back and tell you you can't buy a gun. Okay. Now, sometimes evil can come in and pass those checks. And does do things. That doesn't mean the system is broken. That means this was an exception to the rule. If there was a, if you have a hundred million gun owners with probably three hundred plus million guns, and they were a problem, you'd know about it. But nonetheless, there were some states that instituted those red flag laws. Let's get specific. If you go to the site today and you read the blog "Outlaw State of Mind" at informationedge.net, there is a link in there that shows you which states are with red flag laws. Let's get specific, shall we? Okay. Uh, these are the states that had them prior to 2018. Okay. Connecticut, Indiana, which that one surprised me. California, Washington, and Oregon. Those didn't. There was the shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High in Florida, which is what set everybody ablaze. Okay. And that basically that's again, You've been whitewashed. You're an, you're an outlaw now, okay? You own a gun. You're an outlaw. Well, no, you're not. That idiot that happened to pass the check or got one of his, his friends to stupidly lend him a gun that had bought it legally did these things, okay? And unfortunately, those things happen. We don't live in a perfect world. Let's talk about the, the states that changed immediately after that. Florida It's where it happened, but I'm still surprised that that one passed. Vermont, Maryland, Rhode Island, New Jersey, Delaware, Massachusetts, Illinois, see a pattern, District of Columbia, New York, Colorado, Nevada, Hawaii, New Mexico, and Virginia. Colorado was a little bit surprised because it's a big hunting state, but that state went from deep red in the last decade to they came in and turned it blue with what's called the Colorado plan. It's kind of back purple going back red, but uh, it's, it's not by any means a, a conservative state anymore. You got a couple of areas that are controlling that state, uh, and they do have some red flag laws. Here are some states that have proposed the legislation, but it didn't get through Arizona, North Carolina, Ohio, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Nebraska, Kentucky, and New Hampshire. Oklahoma is the only state that has an anti-red flag law. This is something we tried to work on in the legislature um, last session to get through. It's, it's going to have to be addressed because we can't have red flag laws where someone can just, and, and that's the problem, okay? I'm not against having a gun removed from someone who is an obvious threat. If you got someone going around uh, that's got some weapons and he's talking to the wall and barking, you know, dogs landing on my brain and all kinds of stuff, and you're having problems and he's threatening people, you know, that's, that, that's probably something you got a responsibility on. Okay. 
but there needs to be more to it. There needs to be more than just someone saying, well, I, I'm afraid of such and such. Um, I think you should take their guns because that's literally in these states with red flag laws. That's how easy it is to do. And again, you're presumed guilty until you prove your innocence. And that costs money. OK, they confiscate your guns. You have to pay. To, you got to pay fines to get your guns back and you got to pay lawyers fees to, to basically put your case on in court. That's crap. That's Nazi Germany. OK, that's not what America stands for. And it's got to go away. How this hasn't made it to the Supreme Court yet. It just amazes me. If you're going to have this responsibly, okay, right now, I don't have to have a red flag law of the state of Texas. If I've got some nut that I know has got a gun and he's threatening people, he's shooting things in his backyard, he's walking around and he's making statements. You know what? I don't need a red flag law. I can go to my sheriff and I can say, this is what the problem is. I think someone needs to check it out. I don't have a problem being on record. If I'm going to throw somebody under the bus, I need to be man enough to stand up and take the heat if that comes back. But it's not that way right now. So this has got to have work on it. But what they're talking about doing with these red flag laws in these states, that's how this started. Now, you go, well, Darren, I don't like that. Well, you're not going to like what I'm fixed to tell you even more. So supposedly in the new National Defense Authorization Act, there's a provision in there for red flag, red flag laws for our military. And I'm going to read specifically from the act. In this legislation, those beholding to the United States Code of Military Justice could be issued a military court protective order by a military judge or magistrate, which would make possessing, receiving, or otherwise accessing a firearm illegal. Think about that. These are our soldiers we're going off to ask to give their lives, their blood and their lives, and you want to put this on them? Really? A military court protective order issued on an ex parte basis shall restrain a person from possessing, receiving, or otherwise accessing a firearm. And a military court protective order issued after the person to be subject to the order has received notice and opportunity to be heard on the order shall restrain such person from possessing, receiving, or otherwise assessing a firearm in accordance with Section 922 of Title 18. Section 529 of H.R. 4350. That's House Resolution. In other words, this is a proposed law. Now, why do you think that they would want to have someone restrained from getting a firearm? What if you're an oath keeper? Which, by the way, everybody that's been in the military, they're an oath keeper, whether they realize it or not. Your duty to protect the Constitution doesn't end when your service ends. That's who they're scared of. That's who this is directed at. Okay. Additionally, military court protective orders issued on an emergency basis are exempted, exempted from providing the recipient with the standard right to due process. Instead, notice and opportunity to be heard must only be provided after an order was already issued. That means they don't have to give you notice. Are you hearing what I'm reading to you? Emergency orders. A protective order on an emergency basis may be issued on an ex parte basis under such rules and limitations as the president shall prescribe. The section continues. In the case of ex parte orders, notice and opportunity to be heard and to be present evidence must be provided, oh, excuse me, to present evidence must be provided within a reasonable time, not to exceed 30 days after the date on which the order is issued sufficient to protect the respondents' due process rights. 
Folks, if that doesn't turn your blood cold, I, I really don't know what can. They're talking about making it possible to do to red flag a retired military. So you might go, well, well, Darren, there might be somebody out there I, I'm, I'm a little concerned about. Is it someone that's exercising their free speech? Is it someone that's exercising their right to protest peacefully? I'm not talking about criminals. I'm not talking about people that are going and blowing things up. I'm not talking about people that are just killing people. Those are criminals. I'm talking about people exercising their constitutional rights and being branded as terrorists, outlaws, miscreants, whatever you want to call them. They're wanting to codify this in the National Defense Authorization Act. If they codify it with our soldiers and sailors, Marines, National Guard, and otherwise, what's to stop them from codifying it on a federal level? I'll remind you, the Second Amendment is a federal right. It is not a state right. Is this something I would like to go before the current Supreme Court? I don't know. I'm still not comfortable with this court. I mean, if you look at them on paper, it's they're, they're all stars. This should be a conservative touchdown every time it's thrown. But you know what? When they punted in the 2020 presidential election, which and punted in their their duty to at least provide guidance and clarification, I've lost a lot of confidence. Now, I'm seeing things that are restoring my confidence. And I've been told this is what happened in November is something that justices like to get out of at the same time. I think they made a huge mistake, and I think the country is paying dearly. And what's happening in Arizona right now may be the only recourse to get through. At some point, this is going to come back to SCOTUS. So right now, if we if they pass this law or any of these laws that they're talking about, H.R. 4, okay, the reconciliation bill that are just a devastation of states' rights, you have to sue you have to get a judge to put an order in to, to stay things the way they are. And it's got to work its way through the court system. How long could that take? Could the Dems pack the court in the interim? I mean, there, there, there's a lot of issues here that go through and they're a little on the scary side. Okay. I really don't want this issue to come down to the Supreme court. Now, thus far, these big bills have died in the Senate. And they've died in the Senate because of Republican senators, miraculously, because we know there's three, uh, Murkowski, Collins, and Mittens, they could flip. But two Democrat senators right now have been the mainstay between keeping America America and turning us into communist China. We'll talk about that in just a second. And the remainder of this bill, we'll get back. We're on a hard break right now. You've been listening to the Information Edge podcast with Darren Yancey. It's time to go get some tea. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. 
Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. You are listening to the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. To reach the program today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to darren at darrenyancey.com. Now, back to the Information Edge. All right, folks, welcome back to the Information Edge. Now, and I finished up the last segment, I was talking about two Democrat senators that have kind of saved us right now, and that's Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin. And I don't agree with everything they vote on. I don't agree with a lot of their politics, but I will say this. They've kept H.R. 1 from becoming law. Um, thus far, they've kept the PRO Act. Now, Cinema and Mansion differ on that, but it stayed out. But these are things that they're going to, that, that Reconciliation Act is, it's, it's Green New Deal. It's PRO Act. It's, it's, all, it's throwing everything at the kitchen sink. It's going to come out of the house. So it's a matter of stopping it um, at, realistically, at the, the Senate, although right now, with the debt ceiling, the, the Republicans have the upper hand here. They can keep this from going forward. We're not going to default. Uh, I don't care if they shut it down. I really don't care because right now they're not doing their duties anyhow, and they're giving money to people I don't even know why we're giving money to. Quit giving all of our money away. We need it here. So a question came up when this came out. Um, obviously, it's a bad bill. Well, why did 135 Republican House members sign off on it? And this went viral and people went through. Um, I contacted my congressman, uh, Roger Williams, couldn't get a hold of him. They said they'd call me back. Well, in the interim, Madison Cawthorn, a uh, Republican out of North Carolina, came online, posted a video, and he basically said in the video, the reason that they voted for it is that there was another provision in this act that would make the people that are resigning right now from the military for not taking the vaccine to be dishonorably just discharged. Now I can't confirm that. I don't know one way or the other. I'm just telling you what was coming out. Um, and that Ted Cruz had put a, 
put out a provision that had been adopted in this bill that if that would change it from being dishonorably discharged to administratively discharged, which is a whole big difference for a uh, ex-military person having that black mark against them. And, you know, we're getting into multiple constitutional issues here. Okay. The president does not have the authorization to do this. He doesn't have the authority. Okay. He's just sticking it out there and he's forcing people to make a decision. A bunch of bunch of people are going to take the vax, whether they want to or not, because their economic situation calls for it. And you know what? You got to do what you got to do. No one's going to shame you if you have to take it. But if you're in a position, you don't have to. And I got to tell you right now, you got you got a big chunk of the country that's kind of saying, stick it in your ear. Uh, we've got natural immunity. I had COVID. I've got natural immunity. I haven't had a vax. Not going to have it. And those say, hey, I don't want the jab regardless. They have that right. So that's a constitutional issue that related to this bill and Madison saying, hey, we had to vote yes on this to get that provision to go from dishonorable discharge to administrative discharge or they were going to they were going to whack them there. I don't know if that's true. And I'll be honest with you. I don't know that even if that's the case. Giving them the benefit of the doubt, I don't know that they still should have voted for this at all. Okay, because I would rather it come to the Senate and die, because if somehow this bill passes on the Senate side, I think it's got low probability. Then it's going to be painting them as uh, a bipartisan bill to do red flag laws. And, and I'm telling you right now, the Republicans are on thin ice as it is. Okay. Marjorie Taylor Greene introduced three articles of impeachment. I believe there's five U.S. House members that have signed on to this. Why hasn't every other U.S. House rep signed on to this? Are they afraid of Joe Biden? I mean, really? Sign on. It's time to impeach him. And we're going to go into why here in just a second. So what this act does is so they voted yes, supposedly to prevent the military from getting a dishonorable discharge. I don't know. I mean, I, I can see it. But then at the same time, you're, you're not going to win this battle regardless. This bill is going to come out regardless. I don't know if that was the hill to fall on. OK, that's my opinion. Maybe it was the right thing. Maybe it wasn't. In terms of the red flag, that's that can't go through. Now, he swears up and down that he knows that for a fact it's not going to make it to the Senate. I, I don't know that. I don't know that. I know ultimately red flag laws at some point in time, there's going to be cases that are going to come before the Supreme Court. Again, most of this came out in 2018. There's been some cases out there. A lot of times the people that have went in to defend themselves don't have the money to take it further. Okay. And that's been the problem. This is where we need law firms, conservative law firms to step up and, and do some pro bono work, some constitutional work to get this in front of the Supreme Court so we can end some of this nonsense. OK, you it's 2021. You still have a right to own a gun. OK, and you're not an outlaw by owning one. And we certainly don't want this to happen to our military in terms of having this go through, because realistically, what's there is no other reason to keep military members from from having this. And in case the government comes out and does something that warrants an oath keeper to come in and resume their oath to defend the Constitution. OK, and we got a lot of constitutional issues coming on right now. The border situation right now, what is happening there is in and of itself a violation of constitutional duty for Joe Biden and is sufficient of itself to have him removed from office. And I would say if it was Donald Trump, I would say if it was George Bush, I would say if it was Ronald Reagan, I know it would never happen under Trump or Reagan. 
the reality is it's time to start getting our house back in order. I understand they may not have the total votes, but I promise you this. If every Republican House member signed off on Marjorie Taylor Greene's articles of impeachment, there's only a five-seat difference right now. You might get five people on the other side come through that are some moderates in some areas that would get a whole lot of pressure from their district. The Republicans need to take this up. Let's talk about specifics here, okay? You know what's going on at the border. I posted a little while ago on social media a couple of clauses from the Constitution, and I want to go over these clauses because basically right now with what's happening down there, it's an issue. Now, if you don't have a pocket Constitution, I recommend you get one because I read from the Constitution quite a bit. I'm reading now from Article 1, Section 10, Paragraph 3, okay? And it's a very important paragraph because it basically, I'm going to read some things to you that define the violation that the federal government is doing and also at the same time invigorate the states. That's right. That's right. Invigorate the states. In other words, your government and and right here, my governor, and I know he's, I, I have mixed emotions about Governor Abbott. I was an appointee. I think he's done just enough. I don't think he's done hard enough. And there are problems we have that he could do more on and make our state more secure. I'm going to read to you a couple of clauses. Article 1, Section 10, Paragraph 3. No state shall, without the consent of Congress, and I'm going to skip a little bit because this is some of it, engage in war unless actually invaded or in such imminent danger as will not admit of delay. It's very important. You cannot engage in war unless actually invaded. Ladies and gentlemen, we're under invasion right now. We've got people from the cartel shooting across an international border. That's an act of war. Joe Biden has responded to that. Joe Biden is in violation of this constitutional article right here because he's not responding to this invasion. And don't hand me this lip service that we have a sovereign and secure border. I think it was Sheila Jackson Lee that came out today. So we have a, we have a sovereign and secure border. Really? Why don't you come down and spend a few, spend a week on the border and then let's see what your opinion is. She's full of crap. Okay. This is, this right here does two things. Confirms Joe Biden is in violation of his constitutional duties, but it also gives my governor and any governor that is being invaded the right to engage in war. Oh, oh, well, that's a big one, Darren. Why did you wait this long to tell us? Because I like to do the buildup. And there's some other things that can be done right now. My governor and other governors under attack can declare these cartels as narco-terrorists. You know what they can do? They can start seizing assets. Oh, yeah. You know what else could be done when they do that declaration? All the illegals that are sending monies back, they can track and tax and seize those transactions. 
Oh, yeah. Article 10 gives them that power. Because they're being invaded. I don't know what the current number is. 1 million, 1.5. We are under invasion. There's another 15,000 people coming up right now. And we know the point they're going to come across. Now, if we're being invaded in war, what does that mean? That means we need to be deploying our National Guard all along those pressure points that they're coming through, not just 5,000. We've got 26,000. There also need something that my governor could do. He could do an emergency order, and he could do a declaration that any law enforcement officer under the powers and duties of the state of Texas would have immunity if they are engaged with an enemy combatant vis-a-vis an illegal alien that is invading and they have to engage in lethal force. Oh, yeah, that can be done. Can't tell you why it's not being done. Because when you got this many people coming across, everything, including the kitchen sink, has got to be thrown at these people. Now, I was at a meeting last night where former congressman, former Texas GOP uh, president and retired Lieutenant Colonel Alan West. And he spoke of several of these things. We're going to have him on the show three, four weeks, depending on his schedule. But these were things that were brought up, and I've heard before of things that my governor and other governors can do. People can come back and say, well, there's a supremacy clause. Well, the supremacy clause has some things in it that allow this if you understand what the supremacy clause means. See, the Tenth Amendment wasn't just written haphazardly. It was written for a reason. The states, ladies and gentlemen, came together and granted the federal government, not vice versa. And it's time that we start having a sovereignty renaissance of the states to stop this nonsense. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break, pay a few bills. You're listening to the Information Edge podcast. I'm Darren Yancey. We're part of the Voice America Radio Network, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. You are listening to the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. To reach the program today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to darren at darrenyancey.com. Now, back to the Information Edge. All right, folks, welcome back to the Information Edge. And we just came out of uh, kind of like when uh, one of the, the Scooby-Doo team unmasked the bad guy. Wait, what? You could do what? Yeah. Article 1, Section 10, Paragraph 3. Read it because it verifies that the president's not doing his job because we are being invaded. Okay. Um, those 10,000 plus Haitians at the Del Rio border that just vanished they didn't vanish they went to the united states and i'm sorry there's not that many asylum seekers you can't you can't put everybody under asylum seekers the last time i checked haiti is not lining people up and murdering them on their beaches okay maybe they don't have the best form of life maybe things are a little hard for them sorry about that see if we can help you another way but no uh they don't just deserve asylum okay now something that has come up in ways to combat this is not only declare these people that are coming as far as like the cartels are bringing them up terrorist organizations. So we can on a state level, so we can go after assets so that we can use these things so we can take advantage of article 10, something else that is being discussed. And, and what we're going, we're going to step on some toes here is those that are violating the law in the name of the Lord. Okay, um, you know who you are, and I love you, but this is not the time for that. If you want to do more work in the Lord's name, we have people that are losing jobs over COVID. We have people that are on the streets. We have homeless here that need your help. Okay, do that work in the Lord's name. Keep our border sovereign. Because I can tell you right now, there is discussion. Uh, it's been in discussion for a while. I don't know why it's not coming up on the special, this special session we're doing in Texas. But some of these nonprofit groups that are helping 
these people cross these borders and come to the United States and violate our laws, they're going to lose their nonprofit status. Okay. Um, and when they start losing their nonprofit status, that means they can't receive the monies they're receiving. They're, it changes a whole lot of stuff. That's something that every governor needs to have in their toolbox. If you know of nonprofits and they're out there, I'm not going to name names. It's not my job on this that are violating the law our federal laws. Okay. And basically creating a situation where we've got an article 10 forfeiture by the federal government. They need to lose their tax exempt status. I'm sorry. You know, there's other ways that you could serve the Lord. This is not one that I'm going to support for you. And I know that's going to get quite a few emails and comments and uh, life will go on. Let's talk about another article that's available to us on a state level. Actually, it's something that you've got. And then we're going to talk about how we can utilize this to go for. I want you to flip your pocket constitutions open to Article 4. Try it, Article 4. Okay. Section 4. It's a very powerful article. And this one, when you start reading it, really going to make you mad. Okay. Because it's there. We don't hammer it enough every day. And we're going to talk about how to change that too. Section four of Article four, the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government. I'm going to stop there. When they're talking a Republican form of government, they're not talking a party. They're talking about a republic. Okay, that's what we are as a republic. And shall protect each of them against invasion. And on the application of the legislature or of the executive when the legislature cannot be convened against domestic violence. Ooh. Oh, do you, do you think that that article right there shouldn't be a part of an article of impeachment? We are being invaded. If you have any doubt, take a trip to Del Rio, take a trip to Laredo, take a trip to El Paso. Take a trip to Nogales. Take a trip to San Diego. Go anywhere along the U.S.-Mexican border. Go without sunscreen and it'll open your eyes a little bit better. We are under invasion. And it's not, here's the thing, folks. It's not just invasion. They're being invited. How in God's name do people go from Haiti to Del Rio, Texas, you got to cross an ocean for that, okay, to get into Texas. Who's paying the bill? Folks, this isn't just an invasion from without. It's an authorized and a solicited invasion from within, and it's in direct violation of Article 4, Section 4. You know who's in charge of uh, the situation right down there? Our illustrious VP, Kamala Harris. <laughs> that, was, that might be a pretty good uh, imitation of her. She has yet to go to the border. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. You just can't. <laughs> she's our borders are, and she's nowhere along the border. She can be charged with an article as well because it's her constitutional duty. When she swore in, she swore in to defend the Constitution. And whether she's czar or not, 
She has the same constitutional duties as Joe Biden. Matter of fact, her duty is to be tapping Joe on the shoulder. Hey, buddy, you're not doing your job. Do I need a 25th Amendment? Your butt out. She's not doing it. Yes, she could be charged as well. Now, I've heard all of the, oh, my God, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. If we do, we're going to get a worse situation. No, you're not. Next VP would be appointed. Okay. So do me a favor. Stop having that whiny situation. Now, we got to wrap this up. God, where'd the time go? Bottom line is right now, your states have authorizations in the Constitution because of the situation. You need to be burning up the phones and the email and websites for your state representatives, for your state senators, for your governors to let them know it is time for a sovereignty renaissance and wear them out. Same thing. Do not stop calling your U.S. House of Representative people. Do not stop calling the senators. By the way, give the senators support that need it. Mansion and cinema. I've been reading the social media and uh, they're not real happy about them. See, a couple of hundred calls doesn't get their attention. Millions, that's what they fear. See, if you don't respond, they're going to keep plodding along, pushing forward. But if you're in their face, if you're putting a boot up their ass, digitally, electronically, phonically, they get the message. And with that, I'm going to wrap up our message today. I've certainly enjoyed bringing this to you. Hope you have gotten some entertainment out of it as well, some educational value. And I keep, I do this not because it's a money-making venture, not because it's something that uh, makes me happy to look in the mirror on and go, well, gosh, you, you sound great when you do that. I do this because I'm not in a position to run for elected office. I've got good elected people around me. I don't have the money to run for elected office anymore. And if I did, I don't know that I would. I've got kids to think of and I've got other stuff to plan for. But bringing this message to you, it's my duty in public service that maybe we can help one another. Maybe we can make our states better and by doing so, make our country better. I hope you've had a great day. I hope you continue to have a great day. And may God bless you and God bless America. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to the Information Edge. Please join your host, Darren Yancey, again next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Central, and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have more to share then.